Hey guys! We are back and we're coming at you with a little bit of bonus material. Yes, so we just put out our episode on pro-life with Vanessa Campos and there was some parts of the conversation that we feel are super important to the motherhood conversation but they just didn't quite fit in with the story we were telling last episode. Yeah, so we're just letting you guys, you know, be a little fly on the wall to listen in <laughs> on all our little mommy combos that we, you know, just stay up late and have because we need it. We need it for our soul to just vent it out with all these other moms that are going through the same things that we are. Mm-hmm. And I tried to leave in a little bit of the conversation before so you kind of have context in where this conversation would have came in in the main podcast but um if not i mean i think this is still just a good listen on its own just to hear us appreciating each other being yes so enjoy guys being in the early childhood education field is i would always ask myself like how is it that i come to work with other people's babies and i leave my own baby to do this Mm -hmm. and whatever I get from this job is not enough to provide for them whatever it is that I'm preaching over here so I feel like the last five years of my life have really been a balance have have really been a struggle in trying to find the balance of being able to give my kids that I think I've done a pretty good job yeah but thank you Mm -hmm. but um it has been hard because that's what I do you know I I have just jumped around left and right all the way around to try to get through the first like six years of each of their lives by being somewhere close in vicinity and I've done that you know if they move I move um if they're placed somewhere else I'm trying to get closer to them I'm trying to rearrange my schedule to maximize my time with them I'm trying to um do whatever I can in my power to maximize I guess the opportunities that I have to teach them something because I feel like that's the only power that I really have because we don't have the financial ability to be able to do it all, right? And that's that's what I've done. And I think that you're right. A lot of people don't have those tools. They don't have that knowledge. They don't have that support to be able to do that. So it's it's very tough. Yeah, and and I think that's kind of like where most people are coming from, where it's just like, dude, the situations are always so different that it's hard to say what I think is right for me should also yeah. be right for you. Yeah. Um, but like you said, I mean, you know, you as individuals, we reserve the right to change our minds about things like as our lives go on 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I feel like that's really what most of American society is built off of. I mean, we're self-interest people. Mm-hmm. Everything is of self-interest. You know, everything that we do as individuals is, how is this going to benefit me? Mm-hmm. Not the whole, how is it going to benefit me? Mm-hmm. And I think we're just kind of stuck in that mindset. I don't really think that's going to change anytime soon. So, I mean, I just tell myself, like, okay, well, if this is not going to change, then I just got to teach my kids what I can because that's all I have to give them is knowledge that cannot be taken from them and give them the skills that they need to advocate for themselves because that's what it comes down to. It comes down to who advocates harder, who fights harder to get whatever is in their best interest. One of the other questions I asked you was if you know anybody that has had to have an abortion. Yeah, um, I do know some people that, um, sorry, I do know some people that have been faced with the decision. um, And I've known people who've made the decision time and time again. um, And they've made this decision because it was obviously the best decision for them and for their family. Um, But I will also say that I've never judged anyone for making that decision. Um, And I respect the decisions that people have made for whatever, for whatever reasons they've made them. Um, I feel like parenting decisions are not really um, anyone's business, but the parents themselves. Um, and so with that also being said, um, it also goes back to what I said about like men having 50% of the decision because they're also the parent too. Mm -hmm. Um, so having this information about people who have made this decision has never really affected me in terms of like distancing me from them or um continuing to build a relationship with them i have just carried on my relationships with these individuals um the same way that it was before they shared that information so that's really good yeah yeah because i i feel like there's plenty of people that they're like oh you did that you're gross and like you know turn your back on them and so no, I, mean, I, 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 I would so different. Uh-huh. I just feel like, um, especially this past, like, uh, 15 months that I've stayed home with Allegra, I have really, really, really humbled myself a lot because I feel like being a stay-at-home mom has taught me so many things about just being forgiving and just respecting people, you know, in general. And like one of the, you know, one of the individuals who I used to like very frequently judge about their parenting um, was actually somebody that is really close to me. Uh, I won't say this person's name, Mm -hmm. but um, 
this individual was like this individual i guess do i know them i'll cut this out i promise no no you okay. don't know them. <laughs> this individual is one of my siblings so i guess that's that should tell you something i won't tell you from what side but what is oh so okay um and our kids share the same grandmother um so my kids are frequently around their cousins this person's kids um in grandma's care and i've been able to witness a lot of parenting decisions that i don't necessarily agree with that have made me upset that have affected my children and the care that they've gotten um as a result of the parenting that's going on in the other household and i used to be like really judgy about it like all the time and now i feel like i don't come to this person's defense but i come from a place of understanding and so this person's circumstances um are kind of like the one story that you read about um the dad that was just like mooching off of her. Mm-hmm. So this individual has two children with yeah. with one guy and she has one child with another man. So she has a total of three children. And the second baby daddy is not in the picture at all. So this child is really like fatherless like she's never met her dad he's not anywhere in the picture like whatsoever there's no financial support provided nothing and so at one point in time she lived with the first baby daddy and their two kids but then there were some issues and then after that happened they went their separate ways and then she met the second guy and got pregnant by him and as soon as he found out he like dropped off the face of the earth so now she's living alone with her two kids from her first the first guy mm-hmm. and she's pregnant but the first guy was still providing financial support for his two kids the, for his two kids and the household mm-hmm. so he was still like paying the rent and still pretty much providing everything for her while she was pregnant with the southern man's child. And then it got to the point where um, he was no longer providing the support for the household. So he was no longer paying her rent. And then she was just like really irresponsible with it. And she ended up getting kicked out of where she was living and now she has nowhere to go and she has two children with him and one with somebody else and there was like nowhere for her to go so she ended up having to move back in with him so now they all live together and he lives in a household where one of the children is not his so all of that to say that this situation has really humbled me like just knowing knowing that that's going on because i've seen the many different ways that all of this 
has affected all three of the kids. And I've also seen a lot of the ways that it's affected her and her mental health. And we come from a culture and we come from a background where mental health, reaching out for mental health support is not really something that we're normalized to do. And so I think about her frequently and I just think to myself, you know, I think that given all of her circumstances, I think that she is doing okay. You know, I used to be really judgy, but I tell myself like, you know what? Like she doesn't do drugs. She's not out in the streets. She's not out getting pregnant again. She is not very attentive to her kids. And she doesn't really give them a lot of um, love and affection. But her kids are fed. They um, are in school. And they show up at school consistently. They have clean clothes. And their basic needs are met. And she is physically present most of the time. She's not always emotionally present or mentally there. But she's she shows up. And so I just kind of, and the first, the first, um, I guess I kind of like didn't really do a good job at painting a picture of who this first baby daddy is, but he's not really that supportive either. He's very like, there's a lot of, um, verbal abuse that happens in the home. There's a lot of like hostility in the home. There's a lot of, um, like emotional neglect. Um, that goes on inside the home. So this guy is not a saint. Like, yeah, he's, you know, helping to put a roof over their heads. But um, I really do think that if he didn't help with that, he probably wouldn't have a roof over his head himself. So um, I kind of am coming from a different perspective now. And I just kind of think like, you know, like she has to go home to this like every single day. And she goes to work every single day and she works overtime almost every week. So I think that like being able to stay home with Allegra has really humbled me to not be so judgy um, on other parents and the decisions that they choose to make. And I, I, I can definitely agree with that because we both know how hard of a job it is now that we've done it for as long as we've been doing it. And it teaches you so much more. It's We spend our whole day teaching our children and we don't even realize how much they're teaching us. You yeah. know, we're learning so much patience and I can definitely agree with you. I really feel like until I had such an overwhelming experience with being a stay at home mom, it really taught me to just stay in my lane yeah. and not judge other people's decisions because they don't affect mine. Yeah. Whatever, you know, you never know what somebody's story is, what somebody's secrets are, what their mental, everything that's going on upstairs. So they may react on a temporary emotion and not realize they're causing permanent damage yeah so it's just so hard to sit there and 
make them feel even worse about what they're going through with yeah. our judgy eyes, you know? Yeah. So I really, I feel the same way. I'm just like, you know what? I only worry about me, myself, my mental state, and my children, because yeah. that's all I have the capacity and the control to do. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, it's just, it's very humbling to be a stay-at-home mom, because you really, really learn that nobody's perfect. There is no perfect parent in this place. So we're all fighting the same battles. We really mm-hmm. are. Just yep. It's if they so, just look different for everyone. Right, yeah. right. And and we all hide our daily struggles just as well as everyone else does, mm-hmm. you know? We're not always all walking around looking sad, but you, we might be feeling that way, you know? So You two are, like, know. really great at it, too. Like, your kids are all wonderful. And whenever I'm, like, with you guys, it just seems like it's, you know exactly what you're doing, like, it's so easy. Like you guys have the little system already going and I'm always with my listening ears. on. like, what are they going to say? What are they going to do in this situation? I want to know. What do I do when I get there? That's so funny. Thanks. We're winging it too. We we really are. I am. I'm winging it too. Believe it or not. I know that you may not believe this, but in the 15 months that I have been home with Allegra, there is no fucking routine, okay? <laughs> there is no routine. Yeah, it's, like it's a struggle. It's- I do not wake up at the same time every day. We do not have lunch at the same time every day. I very frequently take my preschool child to school late, like an hour and a half late, and I'm. This is like the preschool teacher mom, and this is like. <laughs> The stay-at-home mom that does not have shit to do and your kid is showing up late and you're in fucking PJs. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? And I have beat myself up time and time again over it because I've just told myself what I think everybody else would say to me, right? I've told myself what I think all the judgy eyes are saying. Right. And I've said to myself, like, dude, are you fucking serious? Like, you stay home all day, you don't do shit, and your kid's late to school. Like, what are you doing with your life? And and then, you know, I get nervous, like, when it's, like, close to the time that Juan's going to be home, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, the house dude, is a like, mess. <laughs> the living room looks exactly the same. Like, what? I need to clean this right now. But then I stopped because it was taking, like, a really big, mental toll on me and I was just like you know what like I'm not gonna do this to myself I only have these moments in life with Allegra one time it's only gonna happen one time she's only gonna be 14 months and 15 months and one month and two months two months old she's only gonna be that age one time and I'm not gonna spend it doing that to myself because I want to spend it Join her. Empowering myself so that I can look at her and say, you have badass mom and you're going to be a badass woman when you grow up because you have a badass mom. And I want to be able to tell her that, but I can't tell her that if I'm constantly beating myself up. Sometimes I feel like I'm too easy on myself. (laughs) (laughs) okay it's fine (laughs) she'll live a little trauma is (laughs) okay um 
like when I hear you guys and all the like things that you're thinking about, I'm like, man. Like I'm not thinking that. Should I be, should <laughs> I be worried about this? I know. Yeah. Should I be? I'm in my PJs all day, and I don't even blink an eye about it. <laughs> school? I what school? Just kidding. No, she's definitely in school. But you know what? I think that your um, I think that your like really laid back approach has definitely. I know that like all the kids have different temperaments, right? But I think that your laid-back approach has really given Justine the opportunity to kind of, like, build that tough skin because you were so laid-back about it that she was just like, uh, mom, like, you're not really giving me any direction here. Okay, well, I'm just gonna make my own decision, and now I'm headstrong. And she's very headstrong. She really is. And I think that 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 (laughs) that has, like, but just think of, like, think of what she could become, you know? Like, she's going to be, like, somebody that's, like, I know we don't want to think about this, but she's going to be somebody that's, like, leading the riot, you know, not, like, following the riot. She's going to be the leader. Yeah. Yeah, she makes a ton of decisions for herself all the time, and she's... She's very independent. She's crazy. Like, you know, a lot of the kids that I know are like, they fall down and it's like a really big thing for them, you know? She's like, whatever. Yeah, I'm okay. Like, she doesn't even want us to ask her if she's okay. Like, Like, uh you're interrupting my schedule here. Uh I have places to be. (laughs) I'm fine. Don't stop me from what I'm doing. I know I got hurt. I know, like, you know, we just remind her, like, that's what happens. And like, I feel like the one thing that I repeat all the time when she's not listening to me is just, you know what happens to kids that don't listen? They get hurt. So then when she gets hurt and she's like, I wasn't listening. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's what happens. I'm like really curious to see the approach that she's going to take to the um, transition and the adjustment. Like when she gets older? No, like uh, to the baby. Oh, to the baby. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, she, right now she's really excited about it. It's all she cares about. So we'll see when she's here. Like, yeah, just just wait until your spot's not next uh-huh. to mom anymore on the bed. Yeah, and I mean, right? I, we've we've talked about it, and she's saying that she's ready to be in her own room and she can't wait that she's like well can I sleep with my sister I'm like you gotta we're gonna have to wait like maybe after she turns one you guys can sleep together but while she's little no um but yeah she's just is really anxious to be with her she doesn't like being alone but yeah we'll see we'll see well, I'm nervous <laughs> what, are you ner- what are you nervous about I don't know. I think I'm nervous about how I'm gonna juggle the two Handle of them. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, it'll work itself out. I'm sure. I just I'm hoping I don't get overwhelmed. I mean, I know I will get overwhelmed, but I hope it's not a constant feeling yeah. of being overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, well, you have a lot of support in your house, so yeah, I, you I'm do. not I do. about you. I do, and like we've talked about a bunch of times, like I am not afraid to ask for help like if I need it it'll be like come on somebody come get this one while I do this or yeah. you know that's good because okay. I am yeah, the that is good. total I'm not, so am I. complete opposite and I so never I. ask for help and 
but, know, Luna, having Luna was like the biggest challenge of my life because it was really just all me. I had nobody, me and Joey, of course, but he had to go back to work and whew, but I think times. I think like your guys' situation is like most common, you know, where you're most women are don't want to ask for help but I think for me I was so catered to like my whole life that I just kind of expected people to do things for me so I'm just like well yeah Yeah. somebody's gonna help me so let me just ask like a closed mouth doesn't get fed if I don't ask somebody to help me nobody's gonna do it it's easy for you to use your voice and just speak up and be like hey come over here and help me man yeah (laughs) what are you doing why are you just looking at me and I feel like with me I felt like I would it's like me saying I couldn't handle it if I'm asking for help. Yeah. You know? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't got it. If I I'm exactly that way. People, I need something. You know? I'm exactly yeah. that way. And I, I feel too like that a, a big part of the reason why I didn't want to ask for help was because, because of what you said, Vanessa, but also because I didn't want to give the message like that I was giving up some of my like control, like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to say like, can you help me? And then now they're like feeding my kid, you know, like chocolate for breakfast. And then they're like, well, you asked me for help. And then I'm like, well, just because I asked you for help, it doesn't mean like you have some free reign here. I'm still in the house. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I have a lot of people who are like pretty on board with what it is that I'm doing other than like. Today, I was getting a little bit frustrated because we were having somebody come in to work on the house today. And I didn't want Justine to be here because I knew my mom was going to be busy and nobody was really going to be able to watch Justine. And I didn't want her to be stuck in front of the TV while these people were here for who the hell knows how long. And I told my mom yesterday, like, I'm going to send her to camp tomorrow. And she's like, no, I don't want her to be at the beach and in the water with those people. And I'm like, she's fine. Like, it's going to be okay. The kids are all small. um, And they have a good handle on it. And she just didn't want to accept her going to camp, like trying to make an excuse for everything. And then in the morning, like Ernie overheard her telling Justine, oh, you have a cough. You probably shouldn't go to camp. And she knows that Justine has allergies and wakes up coughing every morning that she takes you know she takes her medicine and then she's fine and I'm like dude like you're putting this in her head that she's sick and shouldn't be around other kids and she's not sick um so that was like kind of frustrating for me but you know Ernie took her (laughs) anyway and she's fine right of course she's fine yeah (laughs) of course she is that's what I say I'm like I told you so like Mm. Didn't I tell you this was going to happen? Yeah. And, I'll write that. Yeah. And the people were only supposed to be here for two hours, but they were here for four and they had a hard time. So they were kind of like arguing with each other. And I'm like, dude, like exactly like what I didn't want her to be around. To be like, part of, yeah. 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 And like that's I would rather her be at the beach playing with kids, having a good time than feeling like stressed out over these men who are arguing. Um, yeah. So I think I made a good choice in not listening to my mom and being like, no, she's going. Yeah, you did. Don't stop her. Anyways, we ran really off topic there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was just in relation to your last question because yeah. you, you had asked about if I knew anybody and then mm. I shared that, you know, I try not to be judgy and then we just started like talking about how we're great moms. 
Because we are. Because we are. We have to remind each other. Because nobody else tells us we're great moms. Mm -hmm. You know what? I feel like I'm so lucky to have such a great group of women around me because I don't feel like I don't get told that I'm a good mom. I feel like I get told often and I try to tell people too. And I, I don't know. I have never felt that lack of support. Like I know you were saying, Vanessa, um, in the beginning, like you kind of felt that way from your mom. Like she never told you you were a good mom or, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I, I don't feel like I've, I'm super, super fortunate to be around, you know, the two of you and other, you know, moms that I know that have been really kind to me and yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But that's I'm thanks, glad. that's thanks like to you guys, like you guys are a huge part of that. Well, thanks. Be sure you cite me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even like, uh, you know, my sister-in-law too, she's so great at, you know, making sure I know what I'm doing right. But also like when I'm doing something that's shitty, like, come on, like, don't be an idiot. And I'm like, you're right. I don't know why I said that or why I did that. I'm gonna go apologize to Justine right now for that. Um, Yeah, but but I know this conversation was a very long time coming. It was so hard for us to get our schedules together. I'm glad we did it. I know Allegra was sick for a little while, and I'm Mm -hmm. so glad she's doing better. She's actually sick again. Oh, I know. Yeah, she has a cold now. I mean, it's just a little cold, so I'm like. Super grateful that it's not, you know, anything serious. But the last one did kind of scare me. Yeah. Yeah. Was everything okay with that? Yeah. She um, was having diarrhea, like, for two weeks straight. And she was, like, literally not eating anything. But it wasn't even, like, diarrhea that was coming out. It was, like, I think it was, like, the bile, like, in her stomach. Because it was, like, a lime green color. And it was just, like, very, like, it smelled very acidic. And, um, yeah, it was just really tough to go through that. She lost, like, two and a half pounds. Um, she was just going through, like, a really tough time. And, and I, we tried, you know, to, like, retrace our footsteps and kind of find, like, the culprit and determine, like, what it may, may have been or could have been. They drew blood once. They took, like, four urine samples. They took two stool samples. Um... And they ran, like, all these tests on her, and then everything came back negative. And they were like, well, we don't have an explanation for anything, so we can't tell you what's wrong. And I was like... Maybe, like, what they always say, oh, it must have been viral. Mm. Yeah. So they're like, it's probably just a really bad bug. And I'm like, okay, well, this really bad bug is, like, still here, and it's, like, 10 days later. Yeah. Um, So eventually it did go away it was like the 14th or 15th day and she finally like passed the solid poop and I was like oh my god thank god who knew you could get so excited over shit huh (laughs) I have a lot to say about that (laughs) but um yeah I've been I've been excited over poop for like the past 15 months um oh yeah we still need to do an episode I know we do but, um, 
yeah she finally passed the solid poop and she like it was so crazy like she gained like a pound and a half back i kid you not like in like 36 hours <laughs> it was so, so making weird. it for last time yes it was so weird i was like are you serious like how did you just put that on so quick That's it was crazy amazing. yeah all that chichi i know it is it really is but she has a little cold now, and she'll, she'll get over it. I'm hoping she's over it by Monday. I hope so, too. Yeah, thank you. I'm so sad she's sick again, though. She's been I am, too. Way too long. Yeah, she has been. But uh, I think, like, it's just, like, a lot of the transitions, too, that are happening. Um, I got to go back to work on Monday, and she started school. Are you so, going back to the same place? No, um, I got a new job. Oh, cool. So um, this is part of my, this is part of my chasing my kids everywhere journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a job closer to where Olivia is going to be in school. So it'll be her and I throughout the day. Nice. It's good. Yeah. And I know you're not the only you know, child development parent that has that guilt. I used to be really cool with one of um, Luna's teachers. Mm -hmm. And she had, I would think he was like 15 months at the time she would do our home visits. And she would tell me the same thing. Like, I feel so guilty because, you know, here I am spending, you know, eight hours hours a day developing other people's children and – my child's at a babysitter right now. Like mm-hmm. he's not getting any kind of educational anything, you know? And I'm yep. like, oh my gosh, like I would feel so bad, you know? And then like, because, I feel like, sorry, go ahead. You know, it was eight hours of work plus her commute and everything. Mm-hmm. So by the time you get home, it's like, she's like, I have all these plans to sit down and do X, Y, and Z with him. And before I know it, I cook dinner, I clean up and it's bath time and bedtime. And mm-hmm. I got no time to sit and develop him like I did everyone else's kids. So mm-hmm. when you said that, I was like, I know, I know there's people that can totally relate to that. And I think like um, part of it too is like after a certain amount of time, you start to feel like this is work now. Like you're doing this for your paycheck. And there's some kind of like monetary value that's attached to what you're doing all day. So then you go home and thank God, you know, I didn't have to work that many hours and my commute was not that far. So by the time I got home, there was still a little block of time that I could have dedicated to doing all those things with Olivia. But now in my mind, it's like, I don't want to keep working. I just came home from doing that. Right. I mean, I just, I just, yeah, I just came home from doing that all day and it's categorized as work. And then I get home and I have to do the same thing. So, yeah. And now you have a leg right now too. So, mm-hmm. and so then like, that's when, that's when I made the decision and I was like, you know what? Like I invested a lot of time and energy and money into this career path. Um, and yes, it is for me to be able to you know, get a refund on what I invested. But I think that I can afford a little bit of time to dedicate all of that stuff that I learned into my own children. 
And that's what I told myself. I was like, I'm not going to be giving the best part of me to other people's kids before I give it to my own. Right. And that just goes back to like the whole self-interest thing that I talked about, you know. And I just have really started to kind of believe that, well, and practice too, um, that, you know, I am the only person that is going to advocate for my kids the way that I do. Nobody else is going to do that. Even when, you know, and this is not to say that, like, I half-assed my job or anything like that, but even when I was a teacher, I would not advocate for one of my students the way I do for my own children. But I will teach you how to do it as a parent. Mm-hmm. And I love doing that. I love, I love when, whenever a parent's like upset over something or whenever a parent like has a problem like with the school district or like with, sorry, Juan's here. You're making a lot of noise, babe. He's trying to feature himself on Moody Mommies right now. Oh my God, Justine did not want me to get up out of bed right now because she was like falling asleep but hadn't fallen all the way asleep and I'm like I gotta go work on Moody Mommies She's like why can't daddy do it and I'm like because it's not it's Moody not, daddy yeah I'm like, and it's, it's, not, it's not Moody Mister she's like why can't it just be Moody Misters you can stay here and I'm like that's funny they are silly yeah but I, I love teaching parents how to do that like if they're ever like upset over something or You know, they, um, especially like if I see parents that are being taken advantage of um, because because they're naive or, you know, they don't know any better or because they don't have the information, I definitely like send them the information and I'm like, you need to go say this, 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 and this. And I just think it's the best thing ever to be able to to speak up and advocate for your kids because believe me when I say the minute you open your mouth as a parent, like these administrators, they start listening because your kid, your kid is money to them. Your If your kid leaves, they lose money. Well, I think it's important that you're using your voice to give them the support that they're lacking, that, you know, they're not even aware that they're lacking Yeah, because it's going to definitely help their their mental state and their children's mental state mm-hmm. as well and that is the most important of all that we raise mentally healthy children mm-hmm. so maybe someday we can get to a world where there is no rape there is no incest there's all of those things will just magically disappear because we heal ourselves as adults i definitely think that it's something worth striving for and fighting for and working towards for sure. Getting totally off topic now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Your relative. Mom's it up now. I know. Stuff, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but we are running at like close to two Almost hours. Two now. hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, let's wrap this thing up, ladies. Vanessa, thank you so much for coming back and speaking to this to us about this. I know you were nervous, but once you got going, there was nothing to be nervous about. No. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. You ladies are we like love having you on. I like listening to your guys' 
your guys's podcast and your episodes. It's Thank really you. nice to just listen to you guys conversate and I guess it's just I I think the most pleasant part about it is just like um how natural you guys come off um in conversating with each other because I really do think that those are the kinds of conversations that we need to be having. Mm-hmm. All right, that was it. That was our cut out our juicy mom talks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and if you guys like this bonus episode with extra footage idea, let us know so maybe this is something that we can continue to do in the future. Yeah. Otherwise, tell them this. Stay moody, guys. Bye.